Because Money was originally recorded as a video podcast, so there may be visuals that don't carry through to this audio-only version. Please visit becausemoney.ca to see the show notes, related links, and more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Because Money podcast. I've got to say that I am extremely excited about this episode, but before I say anything and just ramble on and on and on, I'm going to send it over to Sandy. She's going to introduce our guest, and then we're going to talk about all the cool things that our guest does and then how it can impact your life. Here we go. Sandy. It's my turn to ramble on and on. Awesome. You know what, I'm really, really excited myself. I'm going to echo Jackson because we have Kristen, who blogs as the Frugal Girl, and has been blogging since, I think, 2009, it could be. Kristen, I never told you this, but I, your blog is the first one that I ever read back to front. Like, I never, I hadn't even read blogs before. It's a big like, oh, deal. It's a big deal, back to front. So welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it, well, it can't not be fun, really, with us. We have a good time. <laughs> So today we're talking about um, saving money on food, and I think that um, often when people first start, you know, your you know the name of your blog is the Frugal Girl. So people we're talking about saving money. People very often when they start thinking about saving money or changing the way that they spend their money, they're told, well, you can save money on food. Uh, um, Google that and you'll start think, seeing things like, you know, apps to save for coupons and clipping coupons and going to different stores and all that kind of stuff. Do you do that? Um, I used to back in the day. Um, for a while there, there was lots of doubled coupons going on and um, I, I did that for a while, but I kind of soured on it because for a couple of reasons. Um, first of all, it just takes too much time um, to do that. And once I had four kids and I'm homeschooling them, it just is too much work. Um, and then the other thing is that a lot of the food that you can buy with coupons isn't really what I want to feed my family. <laughs> I know uh, expert couponers will say, you know, you can buy find coupons for meat and produce, but honestly, most of what you can get coupons for is processed foods because manufacturers aren't looking to save you money on milk and um, fruits and vegetables and meats. It's all, all processed stuff. So I prefer a simpler method to buy simpler food. <laughs> um, so I, I just like to buy real foods um, and keep it simple. Um, and my favorite grocery store to shop at is Aldi, which doesn't even take coupons. Um, they have a really simple um, method for their stores that they just carry the products that sell the most frequently and they carry them at rock bottom prices and so they don't have sales and they don't have coupons and rebates and it's just really simple to save money on groceries there. So that is my very favorite way to save money on my food. That and cooking at home. <laughs> well right, so let's talk a little bit about cooking at home. We don't have, uh, you know, and I, as I said I've been reading your blog for a long time, we don't have Aldi and every time you talk about it you see, say such glowing wonderful things and I think, oh, someday maybe. But it's possible though, I mean even, so we used to look in Canada, I'll just tell you, we used to look at, you know, the coupon, the coupon um, blogs and like tutorials and stuff like that and you talking about Aldi and, and think like, well what can we do here in Canada? And, and I think that we can do the very same thing that you do at home now. We can save money without, I mean, with only one grocery store in town, without any coupons. So let's talk a little bit about cooking at home and some of the ways that we can save money just at home without worrying about coupons and worrying about what stores we go to. Oh, yeah. Well, 
you can buy almost anything you want at the grocery store, and if you cook that at home versus getting something that's takeout, you're going to save money right off the bat. I mean, you can pretty much eat prime rib at home for the cost of takeout because takeout is so much more expensive than almost anything you can buy at the grocery store. So if you just, <laughs> it's not really a just, but if you cook at home, um, you're going to save money even without changing your shopping habits at all. I love that you said just, because we've been talking about that for a while, about how that's often the kind of money advice that people get. It, it's prefaced with just, and then you're kind of worried about it, like, oh, just cook at home. Oh, just do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Kyle, when, when you were in your bachelor days, Kyle, you had said that you cooked then. Do you, was, there a, was it just cooking? Was it that easy? Uh, well, people wouldn't have maybe described it as cooking uh, so, so much as boiling various different things uh, to then consume. But, yeah, no, it was um, – I knew I wasn't very good at it. I didn't like interacting with it because, uh, you know, just reaffirms that uh, I wasn't very good. And I wasn't really interested in learning. And so it wasn't just cooking for me. Huh. And, Jackson, you started – not that – I mean, I've followed you on Instagram, I think, for a while now. You, you right now you I mean you have something up on your lovely food that you ate yesterday so but it wasn't that long ago that you started cooking for yourself so was it just cooking for you well no here's 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 kind of how it went for me um, and I did have an aha moment and uh, it's funny because Chris and you on your blog I, I read that you you there was no aha moment you've just kind of always plotted along, and I, I appreciate that. Uh, I really do, but I had an aha moment. I was raised on Ichaban noodles and craft dinner, and I just, and the, the natural progression to that is takeout. You just, yeah, I'm too busy. How can you be too busy for craft dinner? But I was, so I would eat out, and I had a really poor understanding and, and on, on money, really, but it was about a year and a half ago that my wife and I decided we don't want to cook at home just to save money. We want to cook at home because we're bored of takeout. Now, how wild is that is just whatever. It is what it is. But we found that you can cook at home, and if you just take the time to learn how to do it, if you invest the time into it, it's fabulous. And I have found a real passion for cooking. And I've never cooked anything. But I love cooking, and the one kind of simple, the, the thing that I would say for me, the just for me, is I like to make my food look good, and I like to present it. And I found, like, I remember way back thinking, like, French restaurants, I don't want a plate this big. Give me Texas, baby. I don't want supersize. I want everything. And now you're talking about language. Well, and, and that, was, that was it. But for I will take, and it, it actually happened at McDonald's. It's just kind of like I can get a pop you know, the size of an 18-gallon container for, like, 48 cents. That can't be good for me. That cannot be healthy. This is not a good thing. So I, I've actually looked at investing in quality and actually, okay, how can I take simple ingredients and make them better? How can I make them fit into a meal? Lately, I've been pickling onions. I just take an onion. I pickle it in a brine. I'm experimenting with different brines so that I can cook my onions and include them in a meal and, and see how they impact. I'm spending so much time on little things. I cut up one mushroom in my eggs this morning. That's crazy. I would usually have 78 mushrooms, but you don't need that. So I guess for me, it's it's been a long process. There was an aha moment that I should really be doing this at home, but then I really dug in and started investing at home. And yeah, that's been for me. It's 
this whole cooking at home, it's it's not just, oh, just cook at home and everything will be good. I found that if you spend time at it and you really invest, your knowledge base grows and the more it grows, oh man, this is just so much fun and I'm having fun and now I read food blogs. Now I go to your blog and I read it and it's like, that's a good idea, kebabs, I'm in. I'm going to make those kebabs. But I've got the knowledge base. I understand how to do it. So anyways, yeah. I, well, there we go. Well, I think it's really great that you have discovered that this is super fun for you, but I don't think that's going to be everybody's experience. So <laughs> I don't want people to listen to this and be like, oh, wow, what's wrong with me because I'm not really having fun with this. I think it's going to be fun for some people, but for some people it's just going to be hard. It's, it's work, and I think having that expectation is really helpful because sometimes they see things peddled on the Internet like, oh, this is a super easy way to cloth diaper, or this is a super quick, easy way to get dinner on the table every night, and the truth of it is it's hard to get dinner on the table every night week in and week out, especially if you're trying to be wise about your grocery shopping and cooking healthy food and still wanting to have some time for other things. It's just, it is hard. Um, so I think it's important for people to expect that this isn't just going to be a walk in the park necessarily. So I don't want people to wonder what's wrong with them if they feel like this is a chore because sometimes it just does feel like a chore. Like. Oh, have to do, <laughs> especially on like a Wednesday night, and you kind of like, well, I didn't really think about it this morning, and now everybody's come home from school or they're done school for the day. <laughs> oh. So a part of it yeah. might be just anticipating. I mean, sometimes it feels discouraging to say that, yeah, this this can be discouraging, but knowing that it will be, and actually putting some you know, just coming up with at least one meal that you can make with stuff out of your, you know, rice and beans or something that you know you can make fast, even though it's not the most exciting thing and you might not put it on Instagram, might be a really good way to avoid then that sort of takeout call at 5.30 in the afternoon when you haven't done anything for the day. That's that's exactly yeah. it. And for us, we we found our go-to meals and we kind of stock it in our fridge that it's like, because, yeah, we still get that, Oh man, let's just go out for food. But now it's almost worse because now let's let's go out to Radius Food Company. They only cook food that's been, you know, grown in a hundred miles and doesn't cast a shadow and it's like expensive and really tastes great. But I mean, so we're kind of now we're food snobs at restaurants too, which is terrible. But we found go to meals in the fridge do help for that. And cloth diapering? No. So you're, you're absolutely right. This might not be everybody's gig. Cloth diapering is a hands off no I mean, we've got four kids too, so it's no go. There's nothing just about cloth diapering. <laughs> I did not cloth diaper any of my four kits, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm with major you. Major props to whoever does. Like I'm not bashing <laughs> it. I'm just saying that's a sacrifice. Like yeah, that's, that's a life. Yeah. Good, Good for you, Sandy. <laughs> Good for you. Let's not talk about cloth diapers and food in this <laughs> some podcast. It's a natural topic. I wanted to throw in there, too, um, for somebody who's new to cooking at home, I think it's good to have realistic expectations, and it's also good to not let the perfect be the enemy of the good. If you've been eating out seven days a week, it might not be a good idea to quit eating out cold turkey and expect yourself to make seven meals a week at home. It would be better to just be like, well, I'll try cooking three meals a week at home, and I'll still go out for the other four, because that's still progress. and 
if you if you take a more measured approach like that, you might actually stick with it rather than just flaming out after seven days like, oh, this is too hard. Oh, I love that so much. That, that was so ended. perfect. That was that's amazing advice because that's been our experience too. We got so frustrated with ourselves when we'd eat out. And then we realized the goal isn't perfection, the goal is progress. And yes. then when we when we finally got our heads around that, we could actually go out, enjoy a meal, and then get excited. I would eat at a place that's like, okay, I'm gonna have fun and I'm gonna learn how to cook that. So, you know, it's kinda you just it's as long as you're moving forward, you're good. Don't hold your you know, move forward. Anyways, yeah, that's Yes, an all or nothing approach is really problematic for in all kinds of um, financial ways, um, repaying off debt or any kind of spending you're trying to curb, if you can focus on making progress instead of being perfect, that will get you so far. It's better to make slow, steady progress over a long period of time than to go in this enormous spurt and then completely fall off the wagon. I'm all about oh. the slow and steady. <laughs> I love that so much. So would you say that, so what, what about, <laughs> what about, um, the kind of equipment that you would need. Like it's been a long time. I grew up cooking at home. You grew up, your family cooked at home. So for us it seems like, oh yeah, well I'll start cooking because we assume that everybody has everything already. So what like would you have advice for somebody that's just that's really that wants to kind of take your advice, progress slow, but kind of still needs to buy a colander if they want to make spaghetti? What do people right. need? Um well I think it's a common beginner mistake in pretty much any area to assume that the equipment is what is important <laughs> because whether you're taking pictures or you're cooking or you're taking up a new sport usually the equipment isn't what really makes the difference um, somebody who has skills can make do with um, a pretty limited array of kitchen equipment I actually don't own that many um, pieces of kitchen equipment I have um, two pots, a frying pan, and a Dutch oven, and those really are the four things that I use um, to make most of my meals. And I have some baking sheets too, but I would just want people to know it doesn't have to be fancy. Just a few pots and pans, and you can turn out something edible in your kitchen. Yeah. Let's, okay, so let's talk a little bit about ways that people could save money that they don't really even know about. Let's talk about the the back end kind of in the context of cloth diapering is maybe not the phrase that I want to use. <laughs> but but you I mean one of the things that was always a hallmark on your blog was food waste, right? Food waste Fridays. And I think that's how you even started blogging in the first place was trying to shame yourself into not wasting food, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let's, yeah. well, let's talk a little bit about what we throw away and how we can save money by paying attention to that part of it too. Oh yeah, sure. Um, a lot of people when they're trying to save money on their groceries, they focus on obtaining them cheaply. But then they don't really think that much about what they're actually going to do with the food when they buy it. So um, Americans throw away 40% of the food that we buy, which is just really sort of mind-boggling when you think about it. Here we are trying to save 50 cents on a box of cereal, but we're wasting 40% of our grocery budget by just throwing it into the trash, which is just crazy. Um, but I used to throw away all kinds of food every week, even though I was into saving money. And um, one day I was throwing my stuff away from my fridge, and I was just like, this is ridiculous. I need to stop this. So I thought a little public accountability would help me. So I posted 
post a picture of my food waste on my blog every week. That's how I got started blogging back in 2008. Um, so I still throw away a little bit of food because I'm not perfect, but I made a lot of progress. I'm no longer throwing away copious amounts of food um, from my fridge every week. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a really important way to not waste money, by not throwing away the food that you buy and eating it instead. So let, that kind of leads me then to ask you about meal planning, because that's another thing that I've known. I mean, that's something you've done for a long time. It's, and I can't imagine really trying to not throw out food. I think of my own fridge. If I didn't, if I didn't plan what we were going to eat, I'm not sure that I think most of it would get thrown away pretty frequently because it's like, well, I need a big tub of sour cream. I don't know what I'm going to use it for, but I need it. <laughs> yeah, I think for some people who are just able to look in their fridge and just throw together a bunch of random ingredients to make a meal, I don't think that they necessarily need to plan. But for the rest of us, I really think meal planning is super helpful. For me especially, um, because it helps me to know what to buy at the grocery store, and then also it, it gives me a plan for what I'm buying at the grocery store. So when I bring it home, I know, okay, this is going to go for this, and this is going to be used here. So I'm, I'm buying what I need and know more than what I need. Yeah, I really like that. <laughs> so I'm going to ask your advice on this. Um, if, if somebody was, you, you, there's two, two camps here, you know, buy everything at Costco real cheap and then end up wasting some or go to the grocery store every single day or somewhere in the middle. I mean, I know what I've liked, but what, what, do, you, what, what do you find that works for you? Um, I hate shopping, so I do not want to go to the grocery store every day. <laughs> I want to go as infrequently as possible. Um, so I'm somewhere in between the Costco and the everyday kind of thing. I usually plan for a week or two at a time, and I make a detailed um, grocery list based off of the menu plan, and then I go and buy all the essential ingredients for what I need to make, and then I don't have to go grocery shopping for another week or so. Um, if I go two weeks between shopping, then I usually only buy one week's worth of perishable stuff like fruits and veggies, and then I just make a quick stop for those things um, in between the two-week period. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to shop all the time. And I don't, I do shop at Costco, but I don't buy very much in the way of perishable stuff from Costco, because even with a family of six, we have a hard time going through the mass quantities of produce that they have there. I prefer Costco for things like yeast and, and whatnot that don't go bad. Like 78 pounds of apples from Costco. Yeah, right, I mean. right. And, and that's the small quantity. No, we, we, we've actually found that shopping, see, I love shopping. I do all of the shopping in our house, and uh, I, I'd shop every day. I would go to the store in the morning, buy what I need for that day. I love it, but... I mean, I know that's not really feasible. We live 45 minutes from the closest grocery store. That's but, a great uh, idea, though, for avoiding food waste. I've often thought yeah. if I could just go to the grocery store every day, then I would never accidentally buy too much, and my fridge would never be very full, and I wouldn't lose things in the back of it. But for me, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> but it's great that it works for you. I'm just going to be here over, over here not grocery shopping. <laughs> And the other trick we've got for food waste, we bought chickens. So we've got six chickens, and they eat our scraps. Oh, they, yeah. they love it. They just yes. they flock to it. So, yeah, that's that's yeah. been our secret. But Readers have suggested that to me, but I feel like that would be an overall net loss in terms of productivity, and I don't think I have time for it. <laughs> 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 compost. 
<laughs> That's right. So you know what? I wonder then, sorry, now this is just going to be me thinking out loud, which is often what happens when I open my mouth. I wonder if just the idea of around cooking, for people who just don't, this is kind of still a brand new thing for them, the idea of cooking at home might be just something that they move towards instead of moving away from something. Do you know what I mean? So oh, yeah, you know, it in positive terms rather than negative terms, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Or like, oh, I, I absolutely cannot eat. Just what you were saying before, I can't eat out, and therefore I have to eat at home. And it just, yeah, I think moving. Yeah, no, I, I definitely do better if I think more in terms of making positive choices rather than not making negative choices. Like if I think, okay, what are the healthy foods that I can eat versus like I better not eat that brownie. It just, just framing it that way is super helpful for me. It makes it feel less like a punishment, which is really good. <laughs> Do you know what? That was one of the ways that I actually entered into cooking at home. Like my, obviously, I just said like we cooked at home in our family. That was just kind of the expectation, right? The idea that I could make something the way I like to eat it uh, was—that's what moved me towards it. Instead of just, you know, oh. Oh, I, I'm supposed to cook at home because that's the expectation. It was, oh, I can make my, I don't know, I can put a whole bunch of cilantro in something that nobody else likes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that 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 is definitely a benefit. Um, but I, I think I'm more motivated by the money-saving aspect of it, and also the health aspect of it too. Um, that that you can eat much healthier food by cooking at home than you can when you eat out at a restaurant or you get takeout or pizza. Hmm. That's true. Actually, it's prepared food. It's just. I mean, and so. You remember going, Kyle, I don't know when you were doing your bachelor stuff. Do you remember just kind of walking through the grocery store and like, oh, chicken nuggets, I need some of those, and pierogies, actually, I need some of those? Uh, no, I, I was actually uh, fairly healthy with it, just really boring. Um, that was I, my husband. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of boiled vegetables uh, were like the key, a key thing, which depending if you steam them, uh, remain, retain more of their health benefits. But for meat and stuff, because I'm a rural guy and I've always been a rural guy, uh, we tend to have a lot of family friends that are farmers, so you buy like a quarter of a cow. Uh, and then like, again, I'm going to lose, I'm going to alienate half the show here, but I enjoy hunting, so we'd often have venison. Which uh, some people are like, oh my god, you shot Bambi, but super healthy. Uh, you can't get healthier meat, really, if you look at what goes into that. And then actually my, my wife's family grew up on the lake, so we always have uh, a copious amount of uh, fish in our freezer. So ate healthy, just boring. Didn't really know what to do with it. <laughs> um, something I wanted to add about um, for new, new people in the kitchen um, is that I think was Trina Holden said this on Instagram the other day, like just pick a couple of recipes and make them like every week or every other week for a while until you're really comfortable with them because cooking is sort of like learning a new vocabulary and if you try to learn a whole new language all at once it would be so overwhelming. So if you just pick a couple of recipes and you make them until you get really good at them then you're like okay I know those now I have room in my brain for some more recipes. So I don't think I don't think people should feel like they have to do something new every single night. It's okay to, to practice something and once you practice a recipe it's not that hard. Then it really is just making that meal, whereas at first it's a little overwhelming. 
And I'm going to totally agree with you there, 100%. I think that is some of the clearest, best advice. That was my experience exactly. I was watching the Food Network, and I watched Michael Smith make pesto and braised lamb shanks. And I'm not kidding, those are the two meals that I started with. I said, I can do that. I made pesto and I made braised lamb. I seriously, I sat on my coffee table with my PVR and I would stop it. I'd run to my kitchen and put in the lamb shank. He goes, you got to sear it up perfectly. And I'm like, okay, bottle of wine. How did he pour that? But I'm not kidding. I think for three months, every week, I made pesto and braised lamb shanks. We had a friend who was a farmer and had lamb, so it worked for us. But the pesto, then we could use it as a dip. We put it on our pizza. We had pesto uh, uh, pasta. So we started repurposing the pesto. Then I started changing like the straight pesto genovese to a bunch of, like, okay, what happens if I add sun-dried tomatoes? But I nailed down two things. And from there, it was like, okay, well, what could this be? So it wasn't like all of a sudden I can just cook. But one meal gave me the confidence to cook. Another meal gave me the confidence to cook. And then eventually we had a week's worth of meals. Now, it would be pretty boring if we just year after year repeated those same meals. But, man, it's I'm about a year and a half in, and I love cooking. It's I, I get excited about I'm pickling things so I can put it in my food better. But... It certainly wasn't that way from the start. It wasn't like, aha, I can cook. But, yeah, no, so I totally agree with you. Right. So in this... Go ahead. No, you go. Go. (laughs) (laughs) The more you do something, the better you get at it. And when you get better at something, it's more fun and less frustrating. So if you have this expectation, like, this is going to be harder at the beginning than it will be later on, then it can kind of help you get over that first initial, whoa, this is really hard kind of feeling. Because you know there's there's greener pastures ahead if you can just get over this hill of, of getting a few meals in your repertoire and under your belt. And Kristen? Th- Sorry, Kyle, go ahead. I'll stop. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, I was just going to ask Kristen if, uh, with the appropriate uh, greener metaphor there, if she has gotten into the whole gardening thing, do you do, you, uh, do the garden in order to, uh, you know, efficiently have healthy meals for, for a reasonable Cost or that is that is quite really a lot of bother? Good question. Um, a lot of frugal people garden, and I do not because <laughs> I don't really enjoy it. And we live in an area that is really shady. So I tried growing some things, but they were just all kind of like little and iffy looking, and they didn't really do very well. <laughs> and my parents have a beautiful, lovely, sunny garden that produces nice. copious amounts of produce. So I just mooch off of their garden, and I've just decided that gardening is one of those things that I'm just not going to do. And that's okay because we all are making, we all are picking and choosing in terms of saving money. We can't all do everything that saves money. So I always tell people that they should pick the frugal activities that are the least distasteful to them (laughs) because if you try and do a frugal activity that you just despise, it'll be really hard to stick with it. So gardening is one of those things for me and I've just decided to let it go. I'm not going to worry about the fact that I'm not a gardener. (laughs) I wasn't going to pay other people to grow food for me. (laughs) So look, I think that we actually could come up with a, which we don't often do on this show, but we could actually come up with like five points for people to start cooking, I think. Like, pick pick one. I know, (laughs) exciting. But pick one thing 
you know, you've never cooked before, you've only ever had a couple of experiences, pick one thing that you could make that you know is pretty simple, that doesn't take like a whole bunch of equipment, and make that once a week for, you know, two weeks or three weeks, and then add in something new. And then gradually, instead, you know, we, we have this idea, I think, as, as regular normal human beings, that if I'm going to make a change, I'm going to make it all right now. And, and then we see the time ticking by, even though mentally we know, like, well, I'm making progress, this is great. But we see the time ticking by, and we say, no, I, I should be totally different by now. So to give yourself some idea of momentum, like, okay, I'm going to cook it. I'm going to cook it this week. Next week, I'm going to cook it twice. Or I'm going to cook this plus one other thing. I think that we could come up with a very good little point form list. Maybe we'll append it to the end of the, the resource list when we eventually get this episode up. Is there anything else, Kristen? Is there anything you want to cap us off with? We're we're a little bit out of we're close to out of time. What what was your number one thing you'd like to finish with? Hmm. Um. <laughs> just to give yourself grace. That don't don't give don't don't put so much pressure on yourself about changes that you make. Just know you can't do all of the things, and you can't do all of the things perfectly. Even the things that you do choose to do. So I just. I, I hate to watch people burn out when they try something new and they just feel overwhelmed and they quit and they're like, I'm never going to be as good at this as this other person who seems to have it completely together. Um, but if you want to stick with something for the long haul, you have to give yourself grace. I've been working on my food waste since 2008, so that's quite a few years now, and I still throw away some food every week. But I know that I'm a completely different person food waste-wise than I was back in 2008. And I probably am always going to have a, a, an odd bit of food waste here and there, and that's just going to be okay. I've made lots of progress in that area of my life, and I can be happy with that. So I would want people to, to take that attitude with themselves. Give yourself a little slack and just look for progress, not perfection. I love that. I've said that already about five times, but I'm so, so happy that we had you on the show because that's some really great overall advice. So thank you, thank you for coming. Thank that's you for wonderful. having me. This was fun. We'll do it again sometime. All right. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, if you guys want to find out more about Kristen, you can go to the frugalgirl.com frugal where she will teach you how to make homemade yogurt. She's got 571 comments on how to make homemade yogurt. So uh, quite a few people have uh, trusted her blog, so you should probably go there. Anyway, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on the show, and we're out of here. All right, thank you. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Because Money is a labor of love and involves no ads or other sponsorship, be sure to click the like or subscribe button where you downloaded this from, as we'll help other listeners find the podcast and raise our profile, which in turn makes it easier to book guests. Please visit becausemoney.ca for show notes and related links.